Welcome to the Buck and Strutton Podcast, the chronicles of a few unlegendary hunters. Your home for tactics, strategies, and stories. to another podcast here guys you got kyle and nick here and we're joined with the chief operations officer scott bakken how are you doing scott good how are you guys oh you know living the dream can't complain i got a nice bush apple here that um i'm just waiting for for nick to come and steal from me someday i just don't understand how you still have them i ran out like three months ago i, I just don't i don't get it Oh, I bought a lot, a lot of bush apple. Let's just, we'll just leave it at that. No, you asked, <laughs> you, you robbed, you robbed a Budweiser truck, didn't you? Hey, results are results. I don't know what you want from me. <laughs> Doesn't matter how you get them as long as you get them. I don't, I'll be honest. Like I'm, I don't know if it's just, I don't know, just me or what, but like, I still have not gotten on that whole bush light bandwagon so this whole you know bush light apple thing is like i still don't really understand it like why why do you want flavored beer i, I just don't get it that's like that that's like adding like coke to your whiskey like that's just that's, just <laughs> that's stupid so i'm not knocking it you know hey i'll never judge anybody for what their preference in beverages is you know to each his own i just i just don't understand like where did i miss like, where did I miss this, like, wagon, this bush light wagon? Like, I feel like one day we're drinking it because, you know, when we're in college, because it's cheap. And then you grow up, you get a full-time job and become an adult, and you actually drink, like, good beer. And then all of a sudden, one day, it's everybody's drinking bush light on purpose. So I, I still, I'm trying to figure out, like, if I, if I was, like, in a, like, in a time warp or abducted by aliens <laughs> or something, where I just missed that whole, that whole you know, stretch of time. And just when I was kind of, I feel like I was kind of getting caught up with the times and all of a sudden they launch this bush, bush light apple. And it's like, I'm starting all over again. Like, I just, I just don't get it. You definitely but, abducted by aliens. I think so. <laughs> I think so. Yeah. There's Donnie, especially, uh, especially as I get older, I feel like there's certain things like, you know, like I'll just wake up in the morning and I'm like painting weird symbols on like the mirror in my bathroom or something. And it's like, I can't tell if that's, like I'm going senile or, but I'm starting to realize maybe, maybe it was aliens. It started to sound like aliens, honestly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It sounds like I'm pretty sure I, I'm pretty sure I dated one at one point too. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh, that's that, that's for a different day. <laughs> yeah. You dated aliens. I'm pretty sure I dated the devil. So yeah. Might've been the same person. <laughs> yeah. Uh. Oh God! Well, yeah, this is getting sideways quick. So we'll, yeah, anyway, we'll <laughs> that happens a lot with me. Just FYI. Hey, that's how we roll here. We uh, <laughs> we just kind of fly by the seat of our pants, and sometimes yeah. good things happen. Yeah, yeah. And sometimes things like Nick happen. So you know, let's get it's some give and take. <laughs> uh, oh, but whatever happened to you? 
I'm so angry all the time. So, Scott, tell us a little about yourself. How long have you been hunting? Uh, I hate to tell you because then that's going to age me, but I'm a guy. We don't care about age. Um, so, started when I was 12. So, it'll be, uh, this would have been my 25th season of, of hunting. All right. So, so you, you've seen a thing or two. I've, you know, that I can, we were kind of talking earlier, I, I guess, you know, now that I say that, like, yeah, you know, I, I can remember, you know, even before I started hunting, um, archery was always like at the, at the like forefront. Like, I mean, I, I can remember when I was a little kid in like the first uh, Robin Hood movie I saw um, and it was a Disney produced Robin Hood, not a cartoon one. But, um, I, you know, I saw this guy just taking out bad guys with a bow and arrow. And I was like, man, that's so badass. Like, you know, I want to shoot a bow. And I remember for like my sixth birthday, I asked for a bow and arrow. And I didn't come from a hunting family. Um, I had relatives that hunted, but, you know, my dad wasn't a hunter. Um, so I, I really didn't have like a lot of influence at first. I kind of just got into it naturally. And it all started just wanting to shoot a bow. And then... Um, uh, as I got older, my uncle, um, who married my aunt later on in my life. And so, you know, I met him and he was a huge bow hunter. And, uh, I mean, that was like, you know, I, I thought he was just like the coolest dude ever, you know, watching him, you know, shoot deer with his bow and just, you know, get them all camouflaged out. Like, I mean, by like eight, eight years old, I was, I mean, I was in it. Like that's, you know, when you're in school and the teacher would be like, you know, what do you want to be when you grow up? And everybody'd be like, Oh, I want to be a fireman. I want to be Superman. I'm like, I want to be a bow hunter. Like that was me. And it's, it's funny. Like my mom for my, uh, for my 30th birthday, she busted out um, a box full of like my old elementary schoolwork. You know, when you're learning how to write, they make you write these stupid short stories and you know, whatever. And uh, I was, I was skimming through them and every single one of my uh, short stories was about killing animals with a bow. And I'm like reading this, this crap. And I'm like, how in the F did I not get suspended? You know, I'm talking about shooting deer in the heart and gutting them and all this crap. Like nowadays, you know, I never would have been allowed in a public school, but it, it just, it's crazy to think back. Like at such a young age, I was so addicted to, I mean, not only just hunting, but the outdoors. Um, and eventually, you know, as I got older, I, you know, I made, I turned that into a, into a career and you know, archery and, and hunting. And it, that's pretty much, you know, that's been my life, you know, ever since. Dude, that's, that's pretty badass. I mean, I, I, yeah, I used to go through like my old school stuff too, but I, my handwriting was so bad. I didn't even know what I was trying to say. So oh, yeah. I'm, uh, I'm amazed I graduated to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was, it was ugly, but so obviously you enjoy bow hunting you know that was kind of, that's kind of like your thing um do you do you also rifle hunt or do any other sort of hunting bird hunting waterfall anything like that yeah i mean it, it's uh i've kind of i've kind of been through like every like every phase um you know again when i was younger and first started hunting i just wanted to hunt i didn't care what the weapon was um you know i've always been a bow hunter first but i just loved hunting and then you know, I got introduced into waterfall hunting. I got introduced into bird hunting. So I kind of like, I went through these phases and, 
you know, looking back, like I would love to do it all, you know, like I love waterfall hunting, um, especially like the calling part, you know, like I loved duck calling and goose calling and then, you know, pheasant and grouse hunting. I grew up grouse hunting because I grew up hunting the big woods of Northern Wisconsin. And so I love just any hunting, but then I went through this, this period where I became so like addicted to archery. Um, I hated gun hunting and gun hunters. I was so anti gun hunting and, you know, you know, being from Wisconsin, that nine day gun season, um, I, that was like, that was like the worst nine days of the year for me. And I was this, I, I worked, I worked at an archery, um, uh, while at a sporting goods store where we, you know, we sold guns, bows, and fishing, all kinds of stuff. And, you know, that night before opener, seeing all these jackasses come in and buy a gun the night before opener and boar sighting it thinking they're going to go out and you know that drove me nuts so I mean I, I would say for a good solid like probably 10-12 years I was anti-gun hunting I wasn't anti-gun I loved guns I was anti-gun hunting and I always said and I still believe this like I always said if you can kill it with a gun I want to kill it with a bow like why would you want to kill anything with a gun but I will admit now that I'm getting older and I mean, still like to this day, the biggest buck I ever killed was with a rifle in Wyoming. I mean, it was, it was a long range shot, but that, that, that hunt made me realize like, you know what, you know, gun hunting's cool. Um, in really like depending, like, you know, if you, depending on what you want to accomplish, like in your hunting career, like archery only allows you so many opportunities. So like, you kind of have to be open to, you know, I've, I've gotten into muzzleloader hunting now. Like, so now, I mean, I'm, I'm a opportunist, opportunistic hunter, you know, I don't really don't care what the weapon is. Um, I still, like I said, I'm a diehard bow hunter, but I, I enjoy shooting stuff with rifles and muzzleloaders and, um, you know, to, to each his own. It's just, I still like struggle, you know, with the nine day gun season and, you know, you see the orange army out there and, you know, you see a guy walking into the stand with the wind at his back and, you know, just not like, you know, there's just, it's just like, there's just certain things you just shake your head at like, well, good luck, buddy. You know, but you know, in the end, we're all on the same team. It's just different teams, but we're all fighting for the same cause. And that's really honestly all I care about. Like, you know, hunters, we need all the help we can right now. So it doesn't matter what, what you're hunting with or what tag you have as, as long as you're, you're for, you know, protecting hunting rights. So. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. We're, we are on the same page about that nine-day gun season. We can we can toss that out the window. And God, it's awful. Um, uh, it's, I mean, it's awful. I mean, I go and I'm with family and stuff like that. And um, but it's like you could be hunting one specific deer all bow season, and then some ass hat comes in with a Walmart special, you know, thirty odd six or two seventy something you just bought, and um you know, and he goes out there and dumps the deer and I'm yeah. like, all right. I mean, well. nothing, I mean, nothing like kicks in the ass more than having that happen, especially like, you know, that deer has been living on your piece for however many years. And then like you said, that ass hat sits up like 50 yards off the property line and whacks them. And, mm -hmm. you know, it's a kick in the nuts, but at the same time, like good for that dude, you know, like yeah. I said, is it, if, if that's what needs to happen in order to keep that dude in the sport, fine. Like deer are deer, they make them every day and whatever. <laughs> it's just, yeah. I mean, I, I, it used to just ruin my day. Like, I mean, it would ruin my year, like that nine day gun season. And now I'm just like, 
you know, like you drive down the highway or whatever and you see, you know, everybody in orange and you're like, why the fuck are you setting up there? You know, like, what are you, you know, what's your logic behind that? But you know what? Good for you, man. Like I'm in a car, you're out hunting, like more props to you. Like, yeah. So, you're, you know, you're out there doing it. Yeah, you are. You are. And, and especially like, I always, I always give extra credit to those guys um, or actually the guys, but those people where, you know, so many gun hunters are, you know, they hunt the opening weekend and then call it quits, which, I mean, that's what we kind of did growing up. You know, it was never about like, the hunt the hunting side of it it was with being with family and you know we'd always we'd grind it out the archery season usually got our bucks kicked maybe we killed a decent buck or a couple does or something but you know that opening weekend it was always like all right i got a rifle in my hand now it's it's payback time right but then you wouldn't see shit and but it was always just about being family and being with family and you know we'd patrol the property and you know make sure nobody was trespassing and stuff so it was just you know another chance to get outdoors but I always gave extra credit to those, those people that stuck it out and hunted that last weekend. And it's, I mean, your chances like are like next to zero at even seeing a deer by that point, you know, cause they're, they're all either dead or they're hunkered down 13 feet underground. But I always gave props to those people that just stuck it out to the very end. And I'm like, I, I'm not doing it, but you're doing it. So good for you. Like you, you get the better hunter award, you know, for now. So you know, in the end, it's like I said, it's as long as you're participating, that's all that matters. Yeah. Yeah. My grandpa's one of those guys. He, he hunts every day. And I mean, he's mid eighties right now and he's out there damn near every day. And, um, you know, and he, he doesn't care if he gets one or doesn't get one. Like he's just yeah. out there to just be out there. And then, you know, he's also big into shooting does you know and give to you know uh, friends of the family and you know people yeah. in need and stuff like that and we're fortunate enough to have a piece of property where you, you'll you see deer you'll you know will you see big bucks yeah no probably not i mean a lot of two and a half year olds and maybe a three and a half every once in a while but we have more than enough does and um at, at one point in the season it usually turns into me just all i do is ride around in the gator i call it the mm -hmm. meat wagon <laughs> I, I go and pick up deer for people because I'm, I'm like, oh i got one over here and, oh i just shot i just doubled up over here and i'm like all right yeah. well, i'm coming but, see and that's that's where like i've almost gotten to put right i enjoy that part of it more than like me actually mm -hmm. killing and that's um you know what led me i mean this is going down a totally different path you know but uh you know like when i started guiding um you know, that I almost, well, not almost, I, I enjoy that. Like, I, I enjoy the process and helping others, like, more than I actually do, like, being the trigger man, you know, whether it's bow or gun, you know, watching somebody else get excited and being part of it. Like, that's, you know, there, there's, a, like, so many animals that, like, you kill and, like, you remember, but I can remember almost more detailed about other people's animals that, like, I was part of versus mine so you know and, and that's ultimately you know that's why well you know we should be doing it right it's for the experience and the memories and you know like your grandpa like that's i feel like that's very common with like the old timers you know like mm -hmm. they they really don't care if they kill anything they're just out there right they're just you know it's their chance to get away from whatever life you know growing old whatever you know they they just like getting out there and you know, I, I probably should, you know, think about that more and, and 
be more about that but at the same time like i like i like killing stuff <laughs> yeah yeah i'm right there with you but um, yeah so you started up uh you started up a company dialed archery yep uh, and you know what what motivated you you know to just start that like how how'd that be you know how'd that all begin with you and your partners like you know start from the beginning and you know wh where it's at today pretty much midlife crisis my girlfriend broke up with me and i was in a really dark spot so i didn't know what to do so i just decided to throw all my chips into the center of the table and start an archery company it's phenomenal i mean not the breakup <laughs> part like i'm just i'm sorry about that but. No, I'm, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. <laughs> I, mean, no, I mean i mean to an extent to an extent i'm i'm kidding but no um so like I mentioned, you know, archery is kind of, it's always been, you know, a huge part of my life. And, um, you know, I've, I've made a career out of working in the archery industry. And, you know, I started off just working for a local, you know, small archery shop when I was in high school. And then eventually just kind of worked my way up through the ranks and kind of held different, you know, level positions. And, um, you know, and, and I don't know if it was, um, you know, like, you know, 2020 with the, you know, whole COVID stuff or what, but just, um, I guess like kind of just one day, like I just kind of woke up and just, I was like, you know, I feel like I should be doing a lot more, you know, like I love the company I was working for at the time, like love the brand, love the product. Um, but, you know, I just kind of realized that there just really wasn't like, I was just kind of spinning my wheels, you know, and I, I had a great job, you know, I was making good money. I had a really good life, like really comfortable life, but you know, I don't, me as a person, I don't like being comfortable. Like I like being challenged every day. And, you know, I always say like, if you're not growing, you're dying. And that's just kind of how, like I was feeling at the time, like I kind of was feeling just like a, like a fish out of water, you know, just like I couldn't breathe and just was kind of really just kind of sinking, like, you know, as a person and, you know, I woke up one day, I was like, if I don't change something, you know, like my, I'm going to be miserable. So I just, I just kind of realized like I wanted more and I didn't, I didn't really know what that meant or anything, but one thing I've, you know, at the, at the time prior to that, that I had a couple opportunities to possibly, you know, um, acquire a business and stuff like that. And, it didn't work out, but going through that process, you know, that's what kind of lit the fire and made me realize like I wanted to own my own business sometime. And I didn't know what it was I wanted to do, you know, like I said, I had a couple other opportunities, you know, but I wasn't really, I was excited about it, but I wasn't like passionate about it. And my passion was always archery and in particular, like archery accessories. And um, so, uh, I guess, so what is this, 2020? So I guess, you know, beginning of 21, um, I kind of had this, this epiphany, this realization, like I got to change, I got to do something different. Um, and my two business partners who are also, you know, owners of Dialed Archery, um, I, I had become really close to those guys uh, through our working relationship where I previously worked. And uh, I remember like we, we, we had talked, you know, just jokingly like over drinks and stuff, you know, it was just, you know, beer talk. And 
about doing something on our own and you know whatever and I was just kind of like yeah whatever you know I'm not capable of doing that or we're not capable of doing that like we don't have the money we don't you know don't have the resources and whatever and um we were together uh doing a project and I I kind of was just like hey I'm we we should really do this or we should really entertain this and it was like a week later it was just one of those days where like you know the wrong wind was just going to set me off and i called my my now business partner and i was like dude i i i can't do this anymore like i got to do something different and he's like well let's let's do let's start a let's start a company and i'm like are you serious and he's like yeah and i'm like well like i'm in you know and so we made the decision and you know, but like, there was a lot we had to figure out. Like we didn't have any, we didn't know anything. We didn't know what we were going to do. We just know we wanted to start an archery company. Like we didn't know if we were going to be, you know, building bowstrings, building whatever. We just knew we wanted, you know, they, so my other two partners, they own their own media company. So they were, you know, they were doing really well, really successful, but you know, they were kind of in the same boat. Like they were looking for a new challenge, um, you know, something different. And so we started talking and, um, you know, met with an, with an attorney, got like our LLC set up, but we didn't have, we didn't know what we were going to call it or any of that. We just basically got the paperwork started and said, all right, we're partners. And so I maintained my job, you know, just thinking maybe I can, you know, get myself out of this, this funk. And, you know, if I, if I can, then those guys can go do, you know, whatever they want with the new company and, you know, I'll help them if I can, but if not, like they'll they'll do fine like they're they're smart like they're good businessmen they don't need me whatever and you know it just every day and every week the more we talked like the more excited we got and eventually it got to the point where like you know we we decided what direction we were going with the company what product we were, we were going to do and it just like it just took off i mean literally like like a prairie fire like it just took off and all of a sudden we realized like, holy shit, like we have something here, you know, we need to put more, you know, more money, more energy, more time into this to see, you know, where, where we can take this. And yeah, eventually it just got to the point where I was like, all right, like I'm, I'm a hundred percent in. And so quit my job, sold my house, relocated and, uh, you know, cashed in my 401ks and basically every dime I had, I stuck into the company. And again, like, we still didn't have a name like we still had no clue what we were going to call it and I was at an archery shoot and we we, we had some you know crazy names that we were trying to get the hardest thing with coming coming up with the name is getting around trademarks right so you can't use just like a common name you have to come up with something like kind of like just totally crazy in order to make your trademarking easier and uh, I was at an archery shoot and uh there was like 70 something shooters, you know, on, on the, on the range. And everybody kept asking, Hey, are you dialed? Are you dialed in? Hey, are you dialed? Are you dialed in? Nobody was saying, are you sighted in, you know, which that was the terminology we used, you know, growing up, but now everybody's, Hey, are you dialed? Are you dialed? Are you dialed? And I'll never forget. I called my, my business partner. I was like, I got the name for the company. And he's like, what? I'm like dialed archery. And it, it actually originally was dialed in archery, but then that had already been trademarked. So we, we called it dialed, dialed archery. And yeah, so that was when we we had a name and we had a direction, and uh, you know it's it's kind of just been nonstop ever since. 
man, that's like, that's crazy just to like kind of sit back and listen because, I mean, you, you probably are, you know, everyone listening can probably relate to that of you just get burnt out and you don't know what to do. And, you know, not enough people just kind of say, screw it, let's do it, you know, and send it. And well, and, and, and it's, you know, like you, you gotta like, you know, like, and I mean, this is getting pretty deep, but like, I, I think it's, cause I think a lot of people, especially now, you know, after like COVID and stuff like that, like COVID did some serious, like mental damage to like people. And it, I mean, it did to me because I spent every day working from home, you know, like I really, I found like every day, like because, you know, I'm not married, I don't have kids, like, I have a dog, you know, that I'm responsible for, but, like, I, it was hard to, like, figure out, like, realize a reason for every day, like, what am I going to do today, you know, like, we were shut down, you know, the company I worked for at the time, we were shut down for three months, you know, but let, I had to keep, like, I refused to just stop, like, we had to keep doing something to generate revenue, because otherwise, when we start back up, like, we're going to be in some serious shit, but, it, it even through that like I just found it like every day I just found it difficult to find a purpose you know and like you said it's that burnout you know like and I know everybody feels it and you know you feel you almost kind of lose your like self-worth you know like even though I know I'm worth a lot because of you know the experiences that I've been through the career that I've had my resume that I've built so you know it, it, it was a huge risk but I'll never forget um and I, I really owe a lot to this buddy of mine. Um, again, it was just one of those days where I, I needed to talk to somebody. So I called him up and um, told him I had this idea and I was working with my now two business partners and we're trying to figure it out. I said, man, it, I'm scared shitless. Like, what if this doesn't work? Because, you know, the whole time I'm thinking like, you know, starting a business, owning a business, like being an entrepreneur, like that's a lot, right? Like, am I smart enough to do this? Am I capable of doing this? Like, where am I going to find the money? You know, like there was all these what ifs that were really kind of like clouding, you know, my vision. And he, he straight up and he's like, and he's like, Bach, and he's like, let me ask you this. He, he said, uh, what if you don't do it? And it was like, I mean, it was like somebody punched me in the face. And I was like, holy shit. Like, I'm like, what if I don't do it? And he's like, yeah. I'm like, I will, I'll never be able to look at myself the same way. Like I'll regret it for the rest of my life. He's like, well, there's your answer. And that was when I remember I, I called Taylor, my business partner. I'm like, let's, let's roll. Like I'm in. And, uh, you know, we figured out approximately what we needed to get the business started. And like I said, I sold my house, cashed in basically any, anything I, I could, I could liquidate. I did just for any money that we could to get, to get things off the ground. And like I said, it's, it's just ever since it's just been a, I mean, it's been a hurricane just nonstop. Yeah, I'm sure you. So, so, so the uh, lesson is, busy. if I can do it, and and granted, I mean, I say if I can do it. I mean, we still. I mean, we got a lot of. I mean, we're not. I mean, we're just getting into the fire. You know, like we got a lot of work to do. But like, if I can do it and take that jump, I mean, anybody can. And it's you know statistically, you know, nine nine hundred and ninety nine out of a thousand businesses fail. But you know. And that's, that's still, I mean, we have no clue where this thing is going to go or what it's going to turn into, but I mean, if it fails, it's not going to be because of us, you know what I mean? Or our lack of effort or our lack of our ambition and passion, you know, there's just so many other factors. And, you know, the, the big thing we looked at was, you know, we knew, or we thought 
we had a solid product. You know, it was something different, something innovative. You know, we really kind of took the archery accessory category and in, in particular bow sites and really just ripped everything apart what everybody's been doing for the last like 30 years and just kind of like threw it the trash and you know started from scratch and that's we said when we started like we don't want to be just another site company like we don't want to be just another site company. like we want to do things different we want people to kind of be like what the hell are these guys thinking you know take risks and you know that's you know the, the arxos which is our our site you know you, you can kind of see that but um you know it, it's just looking back like it's i mean and you know it was a calculated risk but we believed that the timing was perfect and that's normally like you know if a product is going to fail or a business is going to fail it's because of timing and you know looking at everything that was going on you know coming off of, of 2020 nobody was shipping nobody could fulfill you know there were supply chain issues and you know no, nobody because of that like you know obviously that that hinders your innovation you know or your ability to innovate because you're spending all your time time trying to play catch up so it's like it was perfect timing for a new company to just kind of like tiptoe in and be like hey <laughs> while you guys are over here trying to play catch up <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna launch a new product and you know we'll, we'll hopefully ease some of that burden off of you by you know stealing some of your market share so yeah like i said i i it's you know it's been awesome ever since it's been you know just crazy you know the day day to day and trying to get everything you know our 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 saying has been we're building this airplane in the air which we have been but you know it's been working out okay so far so <laughs> yeah i mean just following along with your uh you know social media stuff you guys seem to be doing pretty well and i think uh personally the coolest thing you said there you know was you had all these doubts, you know, all these what ifs. And, you know, I, I did that for a long time where I was like, well, what if I do mess this up? And, and I can relate that all the way back to just hunting. Well, what if I mess up on, you know, trying to put the stock on or this or that. Mm -hmm. And it's like, once you kind of get that out of your head and, you know, cause what ifs are dream killers. Oh, it, well, not just, I mean, it's there, it's a killer. I mean, it's, it's a, it's like a cyanide pill, you know, like, mm -hmm. cause once, once you start thinking that first, what if it, it, there's no turning it around. I mean, it just, it, it intoxicates your mind. And that's, that's what happened with me. You know, like I was so excited like that, you know, there could be this opportunity, but then all of a sudden, you know, I started thinking about the one ifs and I got scared. I mean, I almost didn't do it. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it, and it, it's funny, it, you make a really good point. Like, it's not just in like business, it's like in every aspect of your life and like hunting, you know, like how many times, like, have you tried to hang like a set and you're like, well, if I hang it, if I hang a stand there, what if this, what if that, what if that and next thing you know, you're like spinning around in circles and you don't do anything, right. You just stick your hands mm -hmm. in your pocket and you walk away and I mean, that, that happens all the freaking time. Yeah, no, I mean, and, and that's super cool that you're able to kind of persevere through that and just dive into it and commit to it. And um, so you, you kind of touched on it a little bit. So, so you guys, uh, you know, dialed archery, you guys are, you developed your first site 
and mm-hmm. this last season was kind of like your your test period with it right yeah yeah so we we, we officially launched uh november 18th um so yeah i mean we, we haven't even been through like a whole year of, of testing like i said i mean we've been basically building this airplane you know in the air um but you know the <laughs> like our, our our biggest uh learning lesson came very early when we ordered our first round of prototypes and um you know I, i'm very lucky with having the team that we have between my two partners and then our two engineers like like i there is no better team i mean that team is the a team and taylor my one partner who's our marketing manager and then jordan um, who's our creative di- director. Those guys are, I mean, geniuses when it comes to what they do. And me being on the sales side, you know, Taylor and I were like, we got to get samples here. We got to get these in the hands of like everybody we know that we trust and we want to get feedback on. So we went just balls to the wall, ordered all these samples. And like, I won't even tell you how much it, it cost, but it was a lot. And we get these samples and they are basically worthless completely worthless like i mean literally right now they're just paperweights you know i think we scavenged maybe like six or seven prototypes out of the parts that we got but they were junk and it it was because you know again a learning lesson like what you look at on a computer doesn't always translate to raw material the same right so it was a a learning curve but so yeah we're, we're not even a year into it um you know we're still you know, we, we're officially in production. Um, we have our machine shops cutting on certain parts. We're still refining certain parts, but yeah, I mean, we're, we're officially in it, you know, in it now, but, um, you know, we did have, you know, a handful of, of good people testing our stuff throughout the fall. And, um, some of that was revealed on, you know, YouTube and social media with like some unboxings and, and whatnot. But, uh, yeah, I mean, we, like I said, we still got a long ways to go but we're getting there i mean every every day we're every day we're we're progressing so because uh if someone wanted to buy your site right now they they could go pre-order it and your expected ship dates are looking like summer right june yeah june June. yeah and that's you know we're we're taking a very walk before we run you know kind of mentality but we also we know like anybody that's placing pre-orders are putting a lot of faith and trust in us. So, I mean, the last thing we want to do is under is over promise and under deliver. So we're saying June, but we're doing everything we can to try to shorten that shipping window. But with everything that's going on, you know, there's just certain lead times that are out of our control. And, mm-hmm. you know, that's one thing we're, we're trying to learn is, you know, control the controllables and what you can't control. You just kind of have to let be, but, um, no, I mean, we're, we're working diligently to try to get these things, you know, fulfilled as soon as we can. Um, and with the pre-orders that just, I mean, you're getting priority. So, you know, when we do start shipping, if you have a pre-order, you're, you're the first one to get one. Very cool. So why don't you, why don't you tell me a little bit about the site, you know, kind of like the key features, what makes it different, you know, cause that was one of the points you touched on was, you know, you've taken everything from the last 30 years and kind of threw it away and you, know, you guys want to stand out. You want to be different. So, you know, what makes, what makes dialed different than, you know, another company out there? Yeah. I mean, 
I, I used to always stay like a site to site. Like, you know, you could spend $500 on the site. You could spend $50 on the site. They're all going to kill deer. Right. And, and that's true. But you know, if you actually, if you want to be the most accurate, you can spending that extra money definitely does have a return on investment. So, you know, from a glance, a, a cosmetic standpoint, when you look at our site and you look at the dial, which we call a void dial, which looks like a donut, it's got a big hole through the center. Um, it's a very recognizable site. Um, you know, that was one thing, you know, throughout my career, like I could look at somebody's bow and I could tell you, oh, that's a black gold. That's a trophy ridge. Like, cause I was in it. Right. But the average person, they don't know what they're looking at. You know, like a lot of, I mean, a lot of people, they don't even know what they're shooting themselves on their own shoot on their own setup. So we wanted something that was very brand, you know, recognizable. So that's why we, we call it our void dial, which is the big you know, donut dial. Um, the biggest, I would say the most, dis, you know, differential feature that sets us apart from everybody else is our um, angled elevate, elevation slide, which is the vertical rack. So on every, our, our the Arxos, which is our site's name, um, everybody else's site, which is an adjustable site, their, their adjustable racking is perfectly vertical, perpendicular to the site bracket, where ours, we call it an, an angled elevation system, is slanted at a 20 degree, degree angle. So the purpose of that was as you rotate your dial and you're rotating it to longer yardages, you, your scope housing is moving down, right? So on a perfectly perpendicular, or a perpendicular slide, it's moving just straight up and down at a 90 degree you know, angle. So ours at a 20 degree angle, as it's moving down, it's actually getting closer to your eye. So as your, as your scope housing gets closer to your eye, it raises your impact point. So like, imagine if you took, if you took just a fixed frame, like you had a dovetail bar with a scope housing mounted right to the end of it. There's no elevation adjustment, you know, on it whatsoever. And you just slowly move that dovetail bar in closer to the bow you would see your arrows starting to impact higher and higher and higher. So when we do that, as you're rotating the dial, you're impacting higher and higher and higher. So essentially, you know, I, I guess the easiest way to put it is we're flattening the trajectory curve of your arrow. So what that produces is we're extending your range. Um, so on paper, what it actually looks like, like if you were to map it out on a, on a site tape, you go 20, 30, 40, 50, as your yardage is, and as you as you go go further, your yardage marks are getting farther apart, right? Because the arrows drop in and all that stuff. So on a standard site, that would just continue on that way. Your yardage marks would just get farther and farther and farther and farther. Well, on ours, when you hit about that fifty yard mark, that's when that angle, that twenty degree angle, kicks in, and past fifty, your yardage marks actually start getting closer together. Yeah. Yep. So it's kind of like this bell curve. And so again, what that does is, you know, as your yardage marks start getting closer past 50, we're extending your range. And I mean, disclaimer, we're not promoting, you know, you, you start shooting animals at a hundred yards, like not whatsoever. It's just really like the big advantage is to, you know, everybody's setups different. Everybody's, you know, anchor points, different peep height, arrow weight, draw weight, draw length, like, and that all plays in part to what your maximum 
or most like maximally effective ranges. So, you know, like somebody that has a really short draw length, they're handicapped because of their short draw length. Well, now with our system, because of that angle bracket, you can gain anywhere between 10 to 15 to 20 yards more than what you normally would. So, you know, with, with the popularity of like the total archery challenges, the mountain archery festivals, like all these, you know, long range 3D courses and stuff, that's where that idea stemmed from. And it's basically just people can extend their range, shoot further, have fun. You know, the more proficient you are at 70, 80, 90, the more, you know, the better you're going to be at 40, 50, 60. So that's, that's like the most distinguished feature of our site. It's different. And it works. I mean, we've, we've tested it and tested it and tested it and it, it works. Um, so then moving on from that, like a, going back to the void dial, which, you know, again, is the donut looking, you know, wheel that's interchangeable. So, you know, you can customize your, your colors. Um, our yardage tapes are interchangeable. So if you're using different arrow setups for, you know, 3d shooting compared to white tail hunting compared to elk hunting, whatever, you can switch out those yardage tapes. So you're not having to recite in or any of that stuff. But then as you move forward, um, you know, on our windage bar, we have both macro and micro windage. So you can really fine tune, you know, your windage adjustment. And then on the skull housing, which we, we call our skull housing mags, um, on our mag one, which is our current version that we have available um, for pre-order, um, it's a single post pin with two fiber optics. But if you look at it, you know, one thing when we were designing that, we asked ourselves, why does everybody put their level at the bottom of the scope house? And from my experience, most shooters do not look at their level, which is a huge mistake. If you're not looking at your level, you're not shooting as good as you, as you could. Um, and we kind of started asking ourselves, like, you know, when in order to look at your level while you're aiming, you have to take your, your focus off the target to look at the level. And anytime you're taking your focus off of the target, you're wasting time, you're wasting energy. So we moved our level to the top of the scope housing. So now it's more in your peripheral vision. So as you're aiming, you're kind of staring at the pin and the bubble at the same time. But then that also gave us more retail space on the pin itself to where we could separate our two aiming points to give you a greater coverage of, dif of distance. So on most, you know, two pin on a single post, your yardages are like 20 and 30, 20 and 40, where ours is like 20 and 50. So again, we're just, you're, we're extending like your coverage of, of your yardage range. Yeah. Um, one thing that kind of came to my mind. So like when you talked about your rail system and, you know, with that 20 degree angle, you know, as you, you know, dial that out and to extend the range, you know, you, you talked about how the housing tech, you know, it gets closer. Um, so like I set up my peep, so it's a perfect circle around my housing. Mm -hmm. Do yep. you see a big enough difference if you know you shoot out to range uh like is all of a sudden is the housing like can you not see the edges of it anymore or is it pretty minuscule no it's so with that 20 de degree angle it's not a big enough difference to where it's going to kick you out of your alignment so like if you were to measure it it's about it's just under three quarters of an inch different from the top to the bottom as far as like what it's moving 
and it's not enough to kick you out of like, so me, that's like one of my anchor points is aligning my peep with my scopering. And it's not a big enough difference where it, it, it hinders that or, or like you, you can't do that anymore. Like it's, it's, you don't even notice it to be honest. Okay. Oh, that's all, so, but, it, but it's enough. Cool. It's enough to where downrange you'll see a difference in your, in your impact. Yeah. That's pretty cool. I like, I, I've been doing some research on the site and, you know, kind of reading through the website and stuff like that, but I never realized that on your site tapes, you know, they, they get bigger and bigger and bigger until 50 and then they start getting smaller again, you know, cause mm-hmm. uh, on the site I shoot right now, you know, it's the opposite where it just keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger as you go down the site tape. Uh, and, that's, know, and that's, that's that linear, that, you know, that perpendicular rail. I mean, that's, that's what happens. And, um, I'll be honest, like when our engineers like brought that idea to us, like there's, there's no way that's going to work. Like no way that's going to work. And like some of a bitch, it works <laughs> and it works really yeah. well. So, you know, and, and that's like, like I said, you know, for, you know, short drawings, low poundage, you know, your, your, your physical capabilities, you can shoot farther. It's just your setup won't allow you to, but now, you know, you can, you can reach out a little farther and extend your range. Um, so again, I mean, those are some of like the big, you know, as, as far as like what we've done, you know, in, innovation wise, um, you know, that, that, that's really, I mean, it's never been done before. So. Yeah, no, that's, that's pretty cool. And it gives people like Nick hope, you know, who have uh, short little T-Rex arms. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, sorry. I had, to, I had to take a shot there. Um, Get them while you can, buddy. <laughs> oh yeah, I'll never, I'll never miss an opportunity. But um, the the other cool thing about your site, you know, because you, you kind of touched on it earlier, uh, you could look at a site and be like, "That's a black gold. That's a spot hog." You know, like all these sites have you know their designs and and everything. But you know, that's one of the big differences between like dialed site and then everyone else. Yours is so customizable. I mean, you have how many different color options, and then you look at all these other sites and, well, you know, you, you get what you get and there's right. no customizing. There's not nothing to it. I mean, when, when you see that, you know, that dial, that donut, you know, uh, dial on your site and it could be, you know, how many different colors it's like, well, I know immediately what that is. It's not even yeah. a question. Like that was Yeah. So the, the dial, well, and that was, you know, we, we wanted, you know, because it's such a huge thing, not only just in the archery industry, but like fishing and golf, like whatever sport, you know, being able to customize and like have a one of a kind, you know, like that's huge. Right. And, you know, so with ours, you know, you're able to pick between four different colored frames, 13 different dial colors. And again, those dials are interchangeable. So you know, it's almost like a, like a mood ring, you know, depending on your mood each day, you could have a different color ring. Um, but really, I mean, that's, we kind of, you know, that's what people want. Like they want to be able to you know, kind of build their own site and be like, Hey, I built, you know, this is my, my color, you know, variation. What, what color did you go with? And it's been, it's been pretty cool to see the pre-orders and the different variations that, you know, people come up with, but, um, you know, and that goes back to like our coding process. Like we Cerakote, you know, where everybody else anodizes. And I've always kind of had a love-hate relationship with anodizing. Um, but I didn't know if you could Cerakote a site. You know, it, it's a totally different coding process. And um, But we have a great, 
you know, shop that we work with. And again, you know, we, we pushed the envelope and found out like you can, you know, it does work. And that allowed us to offer the customizable, you know, portion of, of dialed. Um, but it's also, I mean, it's, it's the most weatherproof bomb proof coating that you could put on, on something. Um, you know, and, and that's kind of been our tagline is, is, you know, designed on purpose, you know, everything that we designed on the Arxos was on purpose. So, you know, it, nothing's there to make anything else work. Like everything has its purpose and its function and it's there for a reason. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's cool. I mean, just kind of looking at it from the outside in, I mean, the, you know, if you guys listen, if you haven't seen the site, go check it out. I mean, it's visually like it, it's sharp. It looks, you know, it looks badass is what it does, you know? Um, so what do you, you know, I, I see some, some stuff on the website about those different mags coming. So is, do you have like an ETA of when those are coming for those people who, who don't shoot single pins, you know, if they prefer multi pins and then even, you know, to kind of build off of that with those multi pins, can you still kind of set one of those pins to be like a floater pin and still use it as, um, you know, kind of like a hybrid site, like a fixed end mover? Yeah. So, I mean, like I said, right now, the Arxos is available with, we call it our stub XR pin, which is the dual, you know, the dual pin, the, the single post with the, with the two fiber optic aiming points. Um, we are working on a, uh, a three and a five pin mag option. Um, as far as an ETA and those, I wish, I wish I could give you a concrete date, but, um, right now, I mean, it's, we're just kind of, we're still in the design phase. Um, we will have them, you know, for 2022, it's just, you know, at, at what point in the year we're, we're still, you know, trying to, trying to figure that out. I mean, so, so to answer your question, yes, we will have a three and a five pin, like, yes, um, we're working on it right now. Um, you know, our, our main priority is to get the Arxos launched and shipping, you know, with the, with the stub XR pin and make that as perfect as we can. So that way, when we do have the three and five pin, we can say, you know, we have the most badass, you know, three and five pin adjustable site of, you know, available. And then as far as a like floater pin, you know, that that's kind of the, the, the thing with like a three and five pin is, um, it gives you a lot of options as far as how you want to set that up. But that's also the downfall is it gives you a lot of options, how you want to set it up, you know? So yeah. Like, and I mean, this, I mean, this could be a whole different, I mean, it, it, and I guess this brings up a good point. Like when you go to our website, we're, we're just starting it now, but one of our big initiatives is information. So regarding this question, as far as like citing in, you know, a three and a five pin, we'll have a video on all of this you know, as far as explaining this, but yes. So ideally how you set it up, like, let's say like on a three pin is you'll have whatever you want your three pins to be fixed. You know, if it was me, I don't shoot a multiple pin, but if it was me, I would do like 20, 40, 60. Um, and then anything past 60, you would use your bottom pin as your aimer and then just adjust your dial to whatever the yardage is. So if it's 75 yards, you adjust your dial to 75 and then aim with your bottom pin. And then, you know, if it's less than 60, you're going to use your pins. 
that's how I would set it up. But again, there's, there's a numerous amount of ways you can set those up. Everybody has their preference. Um, and like I said, we'll have videos kind of explaining some of those different options, but um, so yeah, you know, we will have the, the stub XR two pins, the three pin, the five pin. Um, and then also we're getting ready here to add, you know, right now our Arxos is on a dovetail, which was designed to specifically fit the Matthews V3X bridge lock system. So we worked really closely with Matthews engineers and designing that bracket. So to ensure that it fit perfect. But if you're not shooting a Matthews, if you're shooting, you know, Bowtech, Elite, whatever else, it does come with the riser mounting bracket. So you can still use it. And then we also will have a Picatinny um, mounting option for, for Hoyt, you know, the RX-7 and, and the Venoms. Do you, um, do you guys think you'll come out with, like, I, I know you said you had the, the bracket to, you know, mount if you didn't have the new Matthews. Um, do you guys plan on coming out with a bow or, or I'm sorry, a site um, that doesn't use the dovetail, you know, the one that you could just bolt into the bow um, or is that, you know, further down the road possibly? You know, that's, that's a good question. Cause originally, um, you know, that, that was our plan was to have a dovetail, a fixed frame, a pick any, but you know, that there's been so much, you know, attention and, and popularity with the dovetail. Um, I, I, I guess the best, best answer, I don't know. Um, you know, with the way we have dialed set up and with all of our mindsets, with our whole team, um, we can do whatever the hell we want, you know, like, but I don't know we'll, we'll see. I mean, you know, we're, we don't know if we'll do the fixed frame on the Arxos or will we do the fixed frame on a totally different site, you know? I, we, we don't know yet. We're, like I said, we're, we're building this airplane in the air and we're just kind of taking it, you know, day by day and just making sure that the Arxos, as we have right now, is as good as it can be. And then we'll we'll move on from there. And, you know, we, the, the the amount of, you know, inquiries we've been getting, whether it's, you know, via social or, you know, email on our support email has been amazing and you know whether it's good or bad like we it doesn't matter like we love feedback and um you know it it's 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 a struggle for us because you know we're we're so passionate about you know dialed in in the arxos and everything and um you know i i, I wish we could just do everything I, I you know i wish i wish you could email me and be like scott i want to fix frame arxos tomorrow i'd be like all right cool let me get right on that but you know the, the the reality of dialed is is we're three you know young guys you know just blue collar guys that are funding this whole thing ourselves and so everything's a process and you know we we got to take you know everything step by step we got to be methodical about it you know we got to manage our cash flow probably more strict than you know most businesses and so, you know, that, that's gonna, that's gonna, you know, pose some, some, some struggles for us as far as coming out with new products, you know, as, as quick as we'd like, you know, if we had somebody funding this whole thing, you know, or if my parents would have worked harder in life and could have just given me, you know, three quarters to a million dollars, we'd, we'd be in a different position, but, you know, again, we're, 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 you know, 
pumping this our, our ourselves. So we just kind of got to take everything, you know, step by step. And, you know, unfortunately, you know, some people understand, some people won't, but at, at the end of the day, it's just the reality of it. Yeah, no, I mean, that totally makes sense. And like you said, you're trying to walk before you run here and, you know, get the best quality out there you can. And, uh, you know, and I totally understand the supply chain issue that I'm sure you guys are, are dealing with. I mean, it's so hard to get things from point A to point B right now that, you know. It's... You know, I, I'll be honest, that's, uh, so to, to go back to, you know, when we were talking about start and dial, like the timing, you know, and that was probably the one thing we, we screwed up on a little bit was starting a company during a supply chain issue. And that's one thing we really didn't take into consideration. We were more worried about is the timing right from an industry standpoint, from our personal, you know, lives, but, you know, because, and, you know, just to throw a little plug in here, you know, we're a hundred percent USA made, like all of our, all of our parts, all of our machining, everything is done here domestically, but also our material, um, all of our aluminum, all of our hardware, everything is domestic. But knock on wood, we have not had any issues getting materials whatsoever. I mean, it's huge. yeah, it, it literally, like we just had this conversation on Monday. We were to the point where like we almost have to call like our one machine shop and tell them to like slow the fuck down. Like, <laughs> I mean, they're just pumping out parts left and right. And it's like, you know, every time you send us parts, we got to pay you. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, like, like, like bump the brakes a little bit, but I mean, it, it's great. Like, I mean, it's great to see like these, and, and, and that was, that was a huge struggle for us. You know, in the beginning was just trying to find machine shops that would work with us. And, you know, hopefully someday we'll, we'll own our own machine shop where we control everything, but we don't have that luxury. You know, again, if my parents would have tried harder in life, you know, maybe I would have my own machine shop, but, um, but just, they are so busy and, and it was across the country. I mean, we tried to keep everything as close to home as we could, but I mean, so many places, like they wouldn't even like Taylor and I would walk in there and they'd be like, what are you, what are you making? And we would kind of show them like a drawing and, and we'd tell them, you know, the quantities and they would just laugh at us and be like, yeah, no, not even worth our time. You know, like we, we ran into that, you know, several times and just, you know, the ones that were, would work with us, they would charge us, you know, an arm and a leg because they're so busy. And it's good to see that. Like, it's great to see that, especially, you know, in, in that, in that laboring field. But, um, you know, we were very fortunate to find the shops that we did uh, that were willing to work with us and believed in, you know, our dream and what we wanted to do. But I mean, getting aluminum hasn't been a problem. Um, it costs more, you know, I mean, aluminum, it, it costs twice as much as it did probably two years ago. So, uh, I mean, and, and that's just everything. Everything costs more, you know, for us. So, you know, our, our projected, you know, managing, man, manufacturing costs, like what I, I forecasted it to be, I mean, we're about double that just because of, of cost. Yeah, and I know I'm sitting here hoping everything kind of turns back around, but I think that's going to be a minute before we see costs. It's going to get it's going to get worse before it gets better. Just because it's the truth doesn't mean you have to say it, <laughs> dude. There, there's one thing. If there's one thing that that my biggest fault is is I sometimes I say things 
without thinking about it. So. <laughs> oh yeah, I, I do that every day. <laughs> but no, I mean, like, like I said, it's um, um, you know, like, well, like, like you said, hopefully things turn around eventually. But you know, right now we're just—I mean—we're very blessed that we we've been able to, you know, get where we are today with given the times and in, in the struggles. I mean, I know there's, there's companies in our industry right now that are, I mean, they're struggling because, you know, they can't get, you know, aluminum, they can't get whatever. Um, and that sucks, you know, that that's not good for the overall health of our industry. Um, it's great for us because I mean, that's, you know, breadcrumbs that we can come and pick up because we can produce, but um, you know, the overall health of the industry, that's not good. So, you know, hope, hopefully things turn around here, but, I mean, who knows? Yeah. Um, yeah, one of the, the last things I kind of want to touch on, which, you know, we kind of talked about, you know, everything, kind of like the cost of, of everything's kind of going up with, what you know, that, that's one thing that kind of does stand out a little bit when you look at the site is, you know, the, the price point of it. Um, yeah. You know, when you look at that compared to some other sites, like obviously, you know, there's, there's a lot more to consider than, you know, if you compare it to a $50 site, like, you know, you have so many more features and durability and all this other stuff, but, you know, like with that price point, you know, is there anything you would say to anyone listening who, you know, might be like, oh, that's, that's quite a bit, you know, why should I choose dial over another site? That's probably okay. You know, is, yeah. is there anything, you know, you kind of have to say on that? Yeah, yeah, definitely. And it, it's funny that you bring that up because just, uh, I think it was just yesterday, we had some dude just, you know, go off on, you know, the cost of our site and whatever. And, you know, they're not wrong. Like, we know our site is expensive. Like, we're very aware of that. And we know that price point isn't for everybody. And, you know, I, I, I wish... You know, I wish everybody could afford, you know, the, that price point site. But like I said, it really it just goes back to our site is expensive to make. I mean, that's literally what it comes down to. Um, and like I said, w when we started Dialed, we didn't want to be another archery site. Like we wanted to do things different. And, you know, with innovation and doing things different, that comes at a price. You know, and, and even just like, like I said, like our dovetail bracket being designed to specifically fit in the bridge lock on a V3X that was very expensive that that piece that dove part, dove part piece is very expensive because it's a very specific machine to make that but we weren't willing to sacrifice you know quality and that's that's just kind of our mentality like we we know we're not going to be for everybody and you know th that's fine you know we're, we're not going to apologize for that because we wanted to be a high-end you know company but you know, if you spend your money with us, you're getting more than just a product. Like, I mean, not only are you getting a, a, a quality badass product, but you're getting us, you know, you're getting the customer support, you're getting, you know, you're not just a customer to us. Like you're part, like you're part of us, you know, like, and that's with us being small, um, you know, again, like I said, like any feedback, positive or negative, like we take that into consideration, you know, like I always say like, negative feedback is better than no feedback so you know again i i realize you know we're very well aware like i mean 500 bucks for a site is is ridiculous i mean never would in 
and, and that was never our goal. Like we had a price point we were trying to hit, but when we got into the weeds and started manufacturing and, you know, buying materials and all this stuff, like, even though we, like our site uses less components and parts than any other site. Um, like what, like one of our competitors, we, we took their site apart, like completely. And to make their site, it's over 270 pieces to make that site, hardware, components, everything. And their price point is right about the same as ours. I mean, right in that same ballpark. Our, to make our site, it's less than 60 pieces. But to make those pieces, it's expensive. And, you know, hopefully, like you said, as things, you know, if they come around, cost of aluminum, aluminum goes down, you know, we will be able to, to adjust, but it's, you know, you're, you're paying for quality and you're paying for quality experience. Yeah. yeah. Um, what kind of, you know, what kind of warranty do, does your site offer? Like, I know you, you mentioned everything was made in, in the U S there, which is, I mean, that's awesome. Uh, you know, I, I wish more places would do that. Um, you know, what kind of warranty does your site offer? 100% lifetime. That's awesome. Yeah. So, and it's, it's kind of a, it's kind of a no questions asked. Like we're probably better off not knowing why we're repairing this, but now hundred, I mean, again, you're, you're spending a lot of money and you're putting a lot of trust in a new company. So I mean, we're going to take care of you. I mean, personally because you know I, I knew you guys had a warranty i didn't know you know what it was you know yeah you, you look at that price point and you're like oh oh my goodness you know like i could get that's half a new bow for me or something you know you could go do all this other stuff with it but at the same time you're getting a site for the rest of your life i mean if, if that's how i look at it and you know something happens to it you know like when nick's up in his tree and he reaches to his pack to grab his little Debbie's and knocks his bow off, <laughs> uh, off the hook. Um, you know, it lands on a bunch of rocks, and then he realizes, like, oh man, I broke my sight. He can he can call Scott up, and Scott will yeah. ship him out a new one. And well, and, and that's and that's the other thing is, um, you know, like people they they can know that like. I mean, even though right now we don't have a dedicated phone number because I mean, there's three of us, <laughs> but um, you know, eventually, eventually we will, but we have our support email, we have social media, but like, like you're going to get one of the three owners, like that's it. You know, it's, you're going to get one of the three people that are hundred percent invested in the company that care, you know, about you and taking care of you. And, you know, we want to make sure you have the best experience that you can. So, you know, and, and, that just goes back to like, you know, again, like our team, you know, even though we're different individually, but our mindset is all the same. Like, you know, we can compete with the best of them as far as the quality of our product. But at the end of the day, we're all using a lot of the same materials. Like we're all using T6061 aluminum. We're getting hardware from the same spots. We're getting fiber optic from the same spots. Like, you know, you can only compete so much like from a product level, but from a, cu a customer service and an overall experience level, that's where like nobody and i i will i will say this with 100 percent confidence nobody will beat us like we will win every day on those two fields like no one is going to beat us at the you know customer service level and no one is going to beat us at the experience level whether that's 
your interaction with us, our social media, our marketing, like we will win that every day. So again, you know, you know, it's a lot of money to buy one of our products, but that's, there's a lot more that comes with it. So mm -hmm. you're, you're getting more than an archery site. Yeah. I mean, you're, 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 you're one of us, you know, we, we actually, it, I shouldn't even say this cause it's not official yet, but so Arxos is, um, you know, this goes back to this trademarking thing. We basically took two, um, uh, Norse terms and combined them to get Arxos. I couldn't even tell you, like, I can't remember what those ter two terms mean. One is like precision and arc and whatever, but, um, so we're, we're, <laughs> we're toying, you know, we call like this, this team, you know, anybody like you guys, anybody that's pre-ordered, just anybody that supports us or like has interest in dialed, whatever, you know, you don't have to buy a site, but we call that like our berserker crowd, which is Norse for warrior. That's so, what I was talking about. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that's, we're, we're, we're starting this new, you know, we've been talking about this, you know, starting our, our, you know, building our berserkers and, so, I mean, but I mean, that's the truth though, is, you know, we, we don't take that shit lightly. Like, you know, if you, you know, whether, you know, you, you reach out to us on social media or, or via email, you just, if, if you're following us and, you know, you support just, you know, three dudes, you know, trying to live out a dream. I mean, you're, you're, you're part of us. So you're not just a number that that's so cool i mean yeah that's badass simple as that um the the last thing i had so you guys you, you dropped a little i don't know what do you call it a, a surprise i guess you could say on valentine's day oh shit <laughs> yeah, so you, you know what i'm talking about <laughs> so I'm, I'm kind of curious on uh, uh scooter i believe was his name yeah yeah old old scooter rocking uh, are, are we gonna see a, a little more scooter rocking you know in the you future, might or yeah you might um you know he he's pretty difficult to work with uh he's <laughs> He's pretty high maintenance and kind of a diva and uh borderline alcoholic. So <laughs> um yeah, you I don't know. We'll we'll see. His his demands are pretty high, but yeah, that was um <laughs> that, was, that, <laughs> <laughs> that is epic. Um, for for the, that was not my idea. <laughs> how did how did you get picked? How, 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 what was the thought process behind that? I need, I need well, to know the story here. Well, well, Nick, the, the, the honest to God truth is that's what rock bottom looks like. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's when you decide to basically cash in your whole life's worth and uh, you start an archery company and you hit rock bottom. That's, that's what that, that's what that looks like. Hey, I think it's brilliant. I think it's absolutely brilliant. <laughs> well, it, you know, it, and honestly, that, that's, uh, and, and again, that's, man, I mean, that's the type of, you know, that's just like the type of guys we are. Like, I mean, we're very serious. We're very passionate about what we're doing. But at the same time, like we're a bunch of 
freaking immature, you know, guys. And, uh, you know, again, you know, my, my two partners, Taylor and Jordan, that's what they do. I mean, that is, that is their wheelhouse is media production, photography, videography. So, I mean, that really just shows like those guys is, and, and that's, I mean, that's not even digging deep into what they can do, you know, but, um, we just, I mean, we want to have fun, you know, and we, we keep saying, you know, with this, because we're what we worked together in the past we always had parameters and limitations and stuff like that which you know is understandable but you know now that this is us you know we can do whatever the hell we want you know and so you know we, we want to show people our, our serious and professional side but we also want to you know show that we're we're human and we like having fun and you know doing stupid shit and you know hopefully you find it funny and if you don't well <laughs> you know i guess i guess you're above us <laughs> hey i i might put my pre-order in tonight but scooter rockin is gonna have to uh or rackin is going to have to sign my my site i think because that dude's a legend yeah well i should have signed i should have had people sign ndas after <laughs> after that because it, it you know and it was <laughs> It is it whatever. I mean, I I have no pride or fuck it. I mean, I don't. Who 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 do I have to impress? <laughs> it's it was so the, the funniest part about that is we did that at our at our shop, and um, and again, you know, Taylor and Jordan, they're they're pros when it comes to this videography videography stuff. But you know, we had to blacken out all the windows. I mean, there couldn't be any light coming in, and we had that fog machine fog machine going and i mean it was like we were at a cypress hill concert and um <laughs> i mean it was like if anybody would have walked in you, we couldn't have explained what was going on <laughs> you know there's just there's just meh. there's a half naked man laying on a couch with a deer skin you know <laughs> but uh yeah it was it was it was fun but we were just at all times we're just like man what if somebody comes in like you know both my partners are married you know what if what if one of their wives walked in or you know it's like whatever like what do you guys have to lose like i, I, I will I'm, say i will say I, a lot of people well anybody that knows me probably isn't surprised but that there also there was a lot of whiskey involved in in that uh in that video shoot so i feel like <laughs> feel like that's when you know the true character came out but yeah no i mean we'll, we'll we got we had all kinds of fun shit planned for, you know, down the road. So like I said, I mean, we can, we can do whatever we want and we're going to, so we're, we're going to have fun. Awesome. That's awesome. But you know, you know what's been, you know, what's been kind of, I guess I'm not surprised, but I'm kind of in surprised is not a single female has commented on that video. Well, that's because they're in your DMS. I don't have social media. <laughs> yeah, they're in scooters. No, it, it, it's been it's been all men, and some pretty, oh, well. pretty some pretty odd comments too. Yeah. All but, right. Well. <laughs> hey, man. Teach his own. Teach their own. As long oh, as you follow funny. us, as long as you follow us, that's all I care about. <laughs> oh, that's good. Uh so Nick, you'll, did, uh, you'll, you'll, you'll see more of that stuff down the road. Perfect. That's what the people want. 
I know that's what Nick wants. All day, every day, buddy. <laughs> um, Nick, did you have uh, any questions for Scott? Man, Kyle, you really knocked it out of the park on this. Really, Scott, the question I have for you is, what's your whiskey of choice? Well, um, I, I, uh, I struggle because I do consider myself somewhat of a whiskey snob. Um, but I also, like I said, I'm, I'm an opportunistic hunter, but, uh, my, my, my go-to whiskey is Basil Hayden. Um, my favorite is Angel's Envy, but being out West and, you know, now I've, I've been on this Pendleton, you know, kick for, for a little bit, which I don't necessarily consider Pendleton whiskey because it's Canadian whiskey, no offense to Canadians or anything, but <laughs> I don't consider Canadian whiskey whiskey, but um yeah th those are my two go-tos basil hayden or uh or angel's envy i've had i've had basil hayden before I, I haven't tried the other two i'll have to i'll have to give that a go yeah it's it's good i mean it's angel's envy is is a little bit uh on the on the pricier side but it's you know it's it's a cool ass bottle and uh you know it 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 goes down smooth, but Basil Hayden's my, my drink and whiskey. I mean, you can buy at Walmart for 35 bucks a bottle and it never, it never tastes bad. That is a true statement. The, uh, th this is the last thing and we'll kind of wrap this up. You you've been, you know, man, you've been in the archery industry for a long time. You've been hunting for a long time for somebody out there that's listening to this and you know, they, they don't really know what to do. They don't have, a good mentor or whatever the case may be, what advice do you have for that individual? Um, so, so you're talking somebody that's like wanting to get into archery. And, yeah. Somebody and that's wanting to get into archery or just get into hunting in general. You know, well, we kind of talked about this earlier. I mean, you know, looking back, like when I started, you know, I, I really didn't have, a mentor at first and um I lived like I would make my dad take me to our local archery shop on the weekends and I just loved hanging out like and at, at that time I didn't I didn't even really shoot a bow I just liked being around the guys that did and I was always that annoying little kid that would walk up and ask you know like why do you do this why do you do that so but now you know you're you're at a point where there's you know what took me 30 or 20 something years to learn you know you have more information at your fingertips than ever before you know and not all that information is good you know you kind of gotta you know sift through and, and find what works for you but um i mean i the best thing is just you know find a find a good bow shop go and you know talk to them and you know even, even though if you're not interested in buying just you know just go and talk to them. I mean, that that's like probably the greatest thing about the archery community. And, and, you know, one thing that I want to be good at is, is being a source for new participants. And there's a lot of people in this industry that are willing to help and, you know, want people to get into, um, you know, archery and hunting or whatever it is. So, um, you know, if you don't have somebody close to you that you can, 
you know, use at a resource, just, you know, find a local archer shop, find a local sporting goods store or whatever. I mean, that's, that's what those people are good at, you know, that they talk that talk every day. And, you know, as you get experience, again, you can sift through like, okay, you know, this guy told me this, this guy told me that, like, I like this, you know, mythology over this, like, you know, just, <laughs> I'm trying to think our, our engineer uh, had a saying the other day that, um, like in order to do it, you got to do it or something like that. Like, you know, if, if you want to learn, you know, again, there's, you can Google, I mean, there's YouTube videos, you know, on everything, but, um, you know, nothing beats that like one-on-one, -on -one, you know, mentoring. And again, like everybody's for the most part, more than willing to, to help. So I guess, you know, in a long story short, you know, just if you don't have somebody close to you that you can use as a, as a reference, um, you know, find a local shop and just go and pick their brain. And, you know, they if, if, if they're, if they're good at what they do, they know that, you know, the more they help you, you're going to be a returning customer. So, you know, again, the, the archer industry is full of, or just the hunting industry is full of people that, that want to help. Hell, I mean, reach out to us. I mean, that's, I mean, go to our website and shit. I mean, we're trying to sell sites, but anybody, if you have any questions, just reach out to us. We'll help. That's awesome. That, that, that is awesome. So I guess now, you know, I want to give you the opportunity to, to tell people where they can reach out to you at, how they can get in contact with you guys or go check out your guys' sites, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, obviously, you know, the easiest place is social media, you know, Facebook, Instagram, um, I'm, I'm embarrassed. I think our, I don't know what you call it or what, what do you call your social media? What is it? Tag hashtag or yeah, the handle. handle. <laughs> that's, that's, that's why I have Taylor. I don't know. <laughs> um, yeah. So our handle is, is just dialed archery. Um, uh, so, I mean, obviously that's probably the most convenient place, whether it's Facebook or Instagram. Um, otherwise, if you go to our website, which is just dialedarchery.com, um, you can, you know, submit an email to our support email, which is just support at dialed archery. That'll come directly to me. Um, and, uh, you know, we can correspond via, you know, typing back and forth. Or, I mean, if you have some really in-depth questions and you need more help, we'll call you and we, we can jump on a call. I mean, we're, like I said, we're we're here not only just to, you know, build a business, but we want to be a resource to, you know, whether you're advanced, novice, just getting into it, you know, we, we want to be a resource, you know, for everybody. So any, any questions or, or, you know, inquiries are welcome. That's awesome. So everybody that's listening, you heard it here, go, uh, go check out these guys' website, check out their product. If you have questions reach out like this has been an awesome podcast you know scott you're a great guy and we thank you so much for taking the time out of your night and coming on here and shooting the shit with us no it's it's been a pleasure i mean i i appreciate the opportunity and you know you guys having us on and and letting us you know spread the word of dialed so no this this has been great so with that guys Thank you for tuning into this episode. And if you get a second, go on down to our podcast, whatever platform you're listening to us on and hit that review button. 
leave us a good comment, bad comment, just, just reach out. It, it helps us out quite a bit. So it is much appreciated. So thank you guys. Stay safe out there and we will catch you next time.